Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The cream of the crop. Final move. Realest guys in the room. How you doing? Do I have everybody's attention now? Hello and welcome back to the Wrestling with Edwards podcast with your host, Scotty Wrestling. This week is episode 22 on the never-ending journey to episode 1000. Yeah, we'll say 1000. Be ridiculous. Will we ever get there? I'm not going to. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. But we have a lot to talk about this week. We are going to... Give a little review of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, which happened this past Sunday. As well as talk Monday Night Raw, AEW, NXT, and a little bit of stardom while we're at it. There's plenty on the agenda, so I'm going to stop talking and we're just going to get going. So we kick off with the Royal Rumble review. Um... A lot went down. A lot went down. Uh, If we go back to our prediction episode, I got the winner of the Women's Rumble right. Not bad. Um, I got a lot of other things wrong. I got the number one entrant in the Women's Rumble right as well. Um, I got three of the final four in the Women's Rumble. My surprise of Rhea Ripley was correct. And then when we get to the Men's Rumble... I got the loser wrong. I mean, the winner wrong. Uh, Brock Lesnar didn't even appear. Got the Iron Man wrong. That was the winner, Edge. Um, Bobby Lashley, I don't think he got most eliminations either. I think he might have tied with Damian Priest, but I'm not sure. Uh, got the first two wrong. Sami Zayn came out at three. And then uh, Jeff Hardy came out a little later, so not awful. My final four was... I got two of them right. Uh, Out of Daniel Bryan, Edge, Rollins, and Lesnar, I got Edge and Rollins right. Um, And then my surprise prediction of Seth Rollins was also correct. So not bad on the whole, but let's let's jump into this Royal Rumble because a lot went down. And to me, it was a very good show. Um, Another great Royal Rumble event. They've had four years in a row, maybe, uh, if I'm thinking correctly, like of really good Rumbles. Which is hard because, you know, when you're creating two Royal Rumble matches for a pay-per-view, you don't want to replay parts. You want to create stars. At least that's what I think you should do. And this one did a little bit of both. It created stars, but it also gave another excellent win. So let's dig into this pay-per-view. Drew McIntyre faced off with Goldberg for the... WWE Championship, and I thought this was going to be Goldberg's time again, and it wasn't. Thankfully, it wasn't. Drew McIntyre survived. Um, He hit two Claymores, if I'm not mistaken, after 
pretty decent brawl between these two. There was two very good near falls. Um, McIntyre hit a claimer earlier. I thought it might have been over. It was not. And then Goldberg did hit the jackhammer, um, but it was not the win. So McIntyre moves on to a new story. Um, and we already know what's next for Drew McIntyre. We saw it on Raw, but we will get there in a second. Uh, we have new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions as Asuka and Charlotte Flair are no longer the champs. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have won the title for a second time. Upsetting because the way they did it. I'm not upset that Shayna Baszler has gold around her waist again. Not at all. What I'm upset with is the way they did it. They keep doing the Lacey Evans, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair story, and it's it's absolutely atrocious. It's pure garbage on television. Um, the only thing worse might be the Shaq storyline on AEW because it just because you know that's a pay per view match that we're gonna have to see. I don't think we're gonna have to see Charlotte versus Lacey Evans on pay per view, but it's just so bad. But uh, I did have a theory of where this is going. So I'm expecting the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winner to get an opportunity at the titles. Um, Next week we will see Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon face Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell and the winners will face off with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So thinking ahead, what, who wins the tournament? I'm thinking, I predicted Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but that's when Charlotte and Oscar were champions. I didn't expect them to switch back. So now that they have switched, I think Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon win that match, and they end up winning the WWE Women's Tag Team titles after winning the tournament. I think that's the right move. I think that would be really cool. And Shayna back in NXT for one night, that would be awesome. Um, so that's my little theory there. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Pretty good match. Nothing to necessarily go back and watch, but it was a pretty good match. Um, Sasha thankfully put away Carmella. Moving on, uh, her reign continues as she deserves because Sasha has been nothing short of fantastic in this current run she's having. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. A last man standing match that was fantastic until the end. Um, what what we saw was incredible. They fought to the back where there was like this open area where they have a workout ring. And you could see the baseball stadium, uh, Tropicana Field, which made it better in my eyes. Um, what I was hoping from this match, which I said last week, was they kind of follow what they did with... Corbin and Reigns last year work into the baseball stadium and they didn't necessarily go on the dugouts or anything but they you know I could see everything and it was a cool visual and you see or we saw Kevin Owens risk his life off a ladder crashing down through a table on Roman Reigns that was an incredible image Uh, he's a crazy human being um ultimately Roman Reigns won but that didn't come without a uh big time mess up in the finish where Roman Reigns was 
locked into this, um, like, it's one of the things that hold up the entrance, and he was locked via handcuffs. And Paul Heyman had the key, ran down, tried to unlock him, but the unlock took way too long. So the, the fill-in ref had to stop his count completely, which, I don't know. I feel like you could have just not sent out that new ref for another minute or so until you knew Roman was going to get up. That's the only thing that ruined this match for me, and it really hurt it. Because it was just so blatant that Roman wasn't supposed to lose because the ref stopped counting altogether. Even when Roman wasn't on his feet. So there was a real problem there. Um, And then the match instantly ended. So it was a really good match up until that point. Um, I gave it a three and three-fourth stars. it was really good. I recommend you go watch it. It's just, it was upsetting. Actually, no, I gave it three and a half. It was just upsetting that it came to such a suddenly bad ending because it deserves to have a great ending, if that makes sense to you. Now, let's get to the Royal Rumble matches. Let's go the Women's Rumble first. Starting off. Is Bailey and the returning Naomi? Bailey was a perfect person to start this first, I thought, and she had a good performance. She lasted nearly 30 minutes. And at number three came in Bianca Belair. And as soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be the first time we really go from beginning to end in a very long time. I, uh, the last person to do that was Rey Mysterio in 2006 to go from so early in the top five to the end. And that's exactly what she did. Um, The surprises we had were pretty great throughout this match. We had Shotzi Blackheart, Tony Storm, Jillian Hall, Victoria, Santana Garrett, Rhea Ripley, the one I picked, Tori Wilson, Alicia Fox, Dakota Kai, and Ember Moon. They were really good choices. I was a fan of all of them. Um, And the way this match came to a close was you had this perfect final three. You had Charlotte, Belair, and Rhea. And this is a three-person thing that we saw last year around this time when Bianca was preparing to fight for the NXT Women's Championship. And Charlotte already picked that title waiting to see. They had a face-off, and this was perfect. Um, Maria and Bianca c- combined to take out Charlotte, um, ending her run at 33 minutes. She would not go back to back. And then this was down to the future of the women's division in WWE. And, you know, I say future, but they really are the present. Um, Maria Ripley's up as soon as they let her, she's going to be ready to go. And after this match, Bianca Belair is now the present. Bianca Belair ended up tossing out Rhea Ripley, winning the entire match, deservedly so. It was it was just very nice to see because she earned it. She simply earned the spot. Uh, Rhea Ripley ended up having the most eliminations in the match with seven, so she got that. She lasted nearly 40 minutes. 
But what Bianca Belair did was tell this wonderful story going 56 minutes and 52 seconds. And her aftermatch promo was beautiful. And what WWE managed to do with this match was create a star. I think that's the most important thing when it comes to Royal Rumble matches is to create a star. It's very difficult to do nowadays. And it's even more difficult to do with no fans in the arena. But really, when you watch this, you didn't feel that. You didn't feel that at all times because it was such a well-told match from beginning to end. It is the best women's rumble we have seen. This was the best rumble this year. I gave it a 4 out of 5 stars. And I can't wait to go back and watch it because it was that good. So let's get to the men's Royal Rumble match. It was announced on WWE Backstage that Edge and Randy Orton would be starting this off. But it originally said Randy Orton would be number one, Edge would be number two. That didn't end up being the case. Edge would come down at number one. Uh, They claimed that he just wanted to get started, and that's fair. I mean, that's kind of... It made sense because he was he knew he was facing off with Randy Orton, so why not just run down there and beat him to the punch? Um, so he's number one, and this was the first time that I've ever seen someone go from one to zero in my lifetime, at least live, and I think Edge was a great choice to do that. Um, I I didn't expect Edge to win. I really didn't, and I was happy at the end when it did happen. So the surprises we had in this match, if you didn't see it, were Carlito, who I was amped for, um, NXT's Damian Priest, Kane, Hurricane Helms, and the returning Christian. Christian was great because him and Ed shared this beautiful moment in the ring where they hugged. It was uh, it was awesome. Um, oh, and we also had Seth Rollins return, which was my other surprise pick. So, you had this match where they told a story that I think needed to be told. Uh, Big E had a great showing in this. Almost cheated to take him out, which was the only, like, one thing I really complained about in this match. Otherwise, I thought it was a great Royal Rumble as well. Um, There's rumors that Seth Rollins may have been scheduled to win and he just slipped so it switched to edge i'm not sure if that's necessarily the case or not either way this match told a great story edge had the redemption story you know after getting injured he ultimately eliminated randy orton at the end to win he had this great celebration in the ring there's something about edge that's always been really good that's storytelling he understands the business more than most and you could see that feeling on his face when you looked at the sign. And we're on our way to a very exciting WrestleMania season with Edge guaranteed a championship match. Bianca Belair guaranteed a championship match. I'm very excited. And this Royal Rumble event, if I was to give a letter grade, I'm giving it an A-. minus. It was an excellent event from top to bottom. The card was great. And they did everything in their power, which I appreciate, to try and make this special without the fans because 
yes, the Christian reaction would have been incredible with fans, but we we knew that wasn't going to happen. Carlito's reaction would have been awesome with fans. But you know what? We're going to be happy with what we got. That's how I look at this Royal Rumble. I'm happy with what we got. Um, we got a star made. We got a great redemption in Edge. Bar none, it was a great Royal Rumble event. So let's move on to the rest of the week. The rest of the ideas that I want to put out there. Because that's how the show goes. So let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw wasn't shit this week. I will say that first here. It wasn't shit. And you may hear me say it wasn't shit and think, well, that's not that great. But no, it was. It had its good things opposed to its bad. Um, to kick off the show, Edge started the sh- uh, Drew McIntyre started the show. Edge came down and he made it very clear that he's sick of Edge. No, no, he's sick of Drew McIntyre being this goody two shoes guy, this happy guy. He should understand that he has a target on his back. He could pick him because at WrestleMania, Edge promises he's walking out as champion, no matter who he picks. And this is when Sheamus came down to the ring trying to tell Edge off, like, hey, you don't you don't say that to him, yada, yada, yada. And Edge says, listen, I'm going to make my decision, and I'm walking out as champion. End story. He walks away. Sheamus finally hits Drew McIntyre with a bro kick. Their friendship gone. We are getting a championship match. It looks like it's going to be at Elimination Chamber. And I'm very excited. Because this is going to be a very hard-hitting match. It's a match that these two have been waiting to have for a while now. I feel like this could have been the Royal Rumble match. But it's fine. Um, they It's good to have a marquee match for Elimination Chamber. Outside of the actual chamber itself. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, Sheamus has been spectacular in his return, especially his run on Raw. Uh, he's one of the, he's one of the few bright spots. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Drew McIntyre was clearly upset in the promo he cut later that night when he was like borderline tears, saying, "You you want to give up our friendship for this title?" Fine, you got your match. They accept. They agreed on the match. The match has been made, and they didn't say the event, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm thinking Elimination Chamber. Uh, Carlito is definitely back with the company for now. Uh, reports say, I believe via it's either PW Insider or Fight Phil. I'm not gonna, or I don't. Know, I don't remember who, so I'm not gonna. Falsely, but he's getting a tryout as a wrestler and producer. Um, this is a lot like what happened for MVP last year. And MVP has been in a great spot. But Carlito came back in the shape of his life. Um, he looks like a million bucks, and he would be a great addition to the Raw mid-card if that's where they ultimately put him. Um, I always have liked Carlito. I'm happy that he's back. He even got a win with Jeff Hardy, teamed with him against Elias and Jackson Riker. So, if this is the way we're going, keep Carlito on the TV. But he's better as a heel, so turn him eventually. Um, I just wanted to say some stuff on Bobby Lashley. He destroyed Matt Riddle. Uh, ended up being a DQ. 
But Bobby Lashley should not be losing that United States Championship until WrestleMania, and I would have him lose it to Keith Lee and let him make the step up back to the main event. Bobby Lashley has been untouchable. Do not break up the Hurt Business. And those are my thoughts on that. And finally, in the main event, Edge defeated Randy Orton. Yes, Edge fought in a match on Monday Night Raw. He defeated Randy Orton, ultimately ending their feud once and for all, allowing him to move on. Of course, Randy Orton was confused or something because Alexa Bliss had stuff dripping out of her mouth and this stupid gimmick won't end and I hate it. (sighs) Sorry, I got worked up there. But it's just... It's the reason Raw's bad. Like, that gimmick alone is the reason Raw's bad. Because that's the way we end every single week now. We don't end it with the WWE champion Drew McIntyre. We don't end it with women's champion Asuka. No, we end it with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton every single week. And it's not worth it. Thankfully, this week we just thought... Apologies, my Alexa decided to sing every time I say that. Back to what I was saying. Bliss and Randy Orton should not be ending the show every week. Clearly they're not done. Clearly this is probably going to WrestleMania when The Fiend finally comes back. But it should not be ending the show because that's the final taste of the show I have and that's what leaves me to be angry every single week. I ultimately forget the good stuff and just remember the shitty stuff that is usually this. It needs to go. It needs to go. Um, but you know what? Let's move on to good stuff because there was a lot of good stuff this week and it all came on Wednesday night. All of it, except for one stardom thing, which we're going to talk about real quick. Um, what was the match? I want to talk about this because Alex told me to watch it specifically and it was great. Oh, Julia and Micah versus Tim and Unagi. Um, this was peak Julia. This is from the Stardom show this past weekend. And anyone that hates Julia, you're wrong. You have to love, love, love Julia. I think that's it. Love, love, love Julia. I think that's it. Okay, I think that's the saying. But she was like a prick in this match, and that's the best version of her. No, that's not supposed to be a bad thing. She was just cocky and, you know. Knew she was better than Unagi, who she's prepared to fight in uh, singles bout soon. So, it, this was peak Julia. And this is... I'm a big fan of hers. I know a lot of people have a difficulty being a fan of hers because who knows why. I don't know. Because she's getting pushed instead of their favorites. Whatever happens. I was late to the party. I like her. That's all that matters to me. And this was great. Um... Unagi, Unagi's going to be pretty good, I think. Um, I think she's decent now for her little experience. She's very enjoyable, and I like the group as a whole. I like the Cosmic Angels, and yeah, I liked this match a lot because of Julia mostly, but I think anyone should check it out. Um... I guess my one, I guess I'll say one New Japan thing. I watched Shingo Takagi and Hiroshi Tanahashi's match, and I loved it. Um, that's that. Okay. Um, I will have more stardom thoughts next week because I watched Sherry and Momo this week, but you're going to have to wait for those. Uh, 
Let's go to NXT. We're going to end the show with AEW because this is the first week in a very, very long time that AEW made me believe, made me a real fan because they've struggled. I've struggled, let's say, to get connected to more parts than just like one or two. And you probably can tell the way I review this show every week, I'm not fully invested. This week caught me all the way in multiple things and we're going to talk about those but first we will talk about NXT um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai as I said earlier won their match against who they face oh uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter I mean this was always going to happen uh, my one big thing from this match is that Raquel Gonzalez hit a freaking great power bomb on Casey Catanzaro I thought she you know killed her um not killed her, but you know what I mean. Like, she slammed her down, and I was like, oh, that, that that's it. Like, that was a quality powerball. Uh, which makes sense, because Casey Catanzaro is, like, not even five foot tall, and Raquel Gonzalez is near seven, so... I know she's not seven foot tall, but you know what I mean. She's... She, it just... It was great. It was a great visual. Great visual. Um, the Undisputed Era lost. They lost to Timothy Thatcher... And Tommaso Ciampa in a tag in the tag team main event. Personally, I'm not upset by it. I kind of expected it once Ciampa and Thatcher got their way in. So my prediction of the UE winning the tournament is ultimately null and void because I didn't know Thatcher and Ciampa were going to be in this. Ha! You're welcome. But next week, we're going to get Thatcher and Champa versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I don't know if that's next week or the week after. We're also going to get Legato Del Fantasma versus MSK, which is definitely next week. And that's going to slap. Io Shirai is queen. I just wanted to put that out there. If you people didn't understand that now, you understand it. If you didn't understand that before, you understand it now. She is queen. Uh, She appeared on this. She kind of like just was like chilling, watching Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez beat the shit out of each other, and then she's like, ah, I'll hit a moonsault, and then celebrate in the ring. Like, that was just queen shit. Um, she should not lose a takeover. We're gonna get the takeover in one second. Pete Dunne and Finn Balor made their match official in the middle of the ring, then Edge walked his way down there. Yes, Edge was on NXT. Edge is making his way around, huh? Um, he looked at them, and he said, a lot of people don't know this, but this is the reason I'm back. NXT was the reason I'm back. Because they put more attention on the second letter in WWE, wrestling, than any other brand in that company. And I agree. He said, just know, no matter who walks out as the winner between you two, I will be considering you for WrestleMania because he's never had the NXT Championship. And people would probably complain, like, oh, why would Edge want the NXT Championship? This isn't a developmental brand anymore, people. It's not. It's not. Finn Balor is 36, 39. Like, he's old. Er, he doesn't look the age. But he's older. So, like, if Edge won, I wouldn't even be opposed to it. I don't think Edge is going to pick NXT. But I enjoyed this promo. Edge is very good at that. Uh, Pete Dunne's very good. Finn Balor's very good. I'm excited for that match. And that's why we talk about... NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. Yes, this card is already feeling like an old-school TakeOver card. When I say old-school, I mean before they got to USA Network. Because 
here's what we have on the agenda. We have Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the North American Championship. That match is going to be stellar. And Kushida finally getting this big stage match is everything he's deserved. I would I would gold him up. I don't think they're going to, but that's what I would do. Um, then we got Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, which should be another excellent match. Um, I could imagine it somewhat mirroring the match he had with Kyle O'Reilly because that's kind of the style Pete Dunne wrestles a little less. I prefer Kyle O'Reilly's style, but I think this match will be excellent. And then we have the NXT Women's Championship on the line, which is a triple threat match between Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez, which is sure to be fantastic. Uh, I'm very excited for this takeover. It looks like we're going to have the Women's Dusty Finals on it as well, and I guess the Men's Finals too. So that probably would make up the rest of the card if I had to guess. But I... I have a tough time feeling undisputed. I have a tough time thinking undisputed era gets completely off of this card. So I would expect them to somehow finagle their way on there. But this card's looking good. It's looking like an old school takeover card that I'm actually sitting here very excited for. Um, that takeover is a week from Sunday. Yes? Yes? Yes. It's a week from Sunday. So lots of excitement there. Now, let's wrap this wonderful show up with some AEW. This week, AEW started off in maybe the worst way possible. It was driving me insane. I thought I was going to hate the show, and I ended up loving it. So the first half hour in the middle chunk of the show, I would toss out a window in two seconds. Um, they opened up with the Battle Royal for the number one contenders for the NN, not the NXT, the AEW World Tag Team Titles. The Young Bucks entered their shells in the match. Um, if they won, they would face the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Team Titles. But that didn't happen. They lost. Um, they came down to the weirdest fucking Final Four ever. Um, no, Final Five, Final Four. Final five, maybe. Uh, it was Sammy Guevara, Jericho, MJF of Inner Circle. Um, Jericho and MJF were teaming together, so the only full team. Uh, some top flight dude. Oh, okay, the acclaimed guy and Jungle Boy. Clearly, everyone was behind Jungle Boy, as they should be, because Jungle Boy's great, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in a primetime pay-per-view match would have been awesome. Right? Right? Wrong, I guess. Uh, Santana Ortiz got eliminated earlier. Disrespectfully. Fucking terrible. Um, what they what they did do, though, thank God, is um, they eliminated Jungle Boy. The acclaimed guy was gone. Sammy Guevara was gone. It was down to, to MJF and Jericho and Top Flight Dude. I don't know why they thought Top Flight needed to be in the final two. That was a mistake. Um, it wasn't even a good story. Like No one for a second believed this guy was going to eliminate MJF and Jericho. MJF gets dumped. Jericho hits a Judas effect to eliminate Top Flight guy. Now, who wants this match? Really, who wants this match? Why do we want Jericho and MJF versus the Young Bucks? There is zero part of me that thinks that could be a good match. 
Zero. I don't think MJF's a good in-ring person very much. And Jericho's old now, so like he's not he's not even close to the same. He's a brawler, and he's no. It's just no. What would have been better was Santa Tana and Ortiz somehow eliminating Jericho and MJF, creating that story and allowing them to go on and face the Young Bucks. Um, I'm hoping this means the Young Bucks are retaining because if if I have to deal with MJF and Jericho as tag team champions, they'll go insane. This should be when MJF turns on. Jericho, if I had to guess, but it's mm, infuriated me. Um, after this, we had a video for Jade Cargill. Is that her name? Um, good for her. You got to build her up, but I don't understand why I need to watch this match. It's not even her fault. It's not Red Velvet's fault. It's just the fact that I have to watch Cody and Shaq eventually wrestle in a ring together against each other. Um, the only match that I ever wanted to see Shaq in was with the Big Show, and it's because they were both seven feet tall. I don't want to see Shaq versus Cody. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's going to be a train wreck. It's not going to be good. The fact that I have to watch it on Revolution is going to be upsetting because Revolution's looking to be a really good pay-per-view the way they're building it up, but it's going to be shit when this match is going on. This is... this. It's the worst story in wrestling right now. It's so bad. It just doesn't make sense. And that comes with me complaining about The Fiend and Alexa Bliss every week and how we need to scrap that. That tells you how much I don't like this match. It's bad, and it needs to go into the trash. Okay? Because if we get rid of this and the shitty inner circle stuff, I would love AEW from beginning to end every week. Every single week. But here's where we get into good stuff, okay? Here's where we get into good stuff. The women's bracket. They have announced the participants for the women's eliminator bracket from both the America side and the Japanese side. And here it is as followed because I am very excited for this. A lot of people I get to see for the first time, but I've heard of them. I'm just very excited. Uh, so the Japanese side of the bracket, all these matches will, all these matches will go down to Japan. We got the legend Aja Kong. Um, she has had matches in AEW, so this wasn't shocking to me. She was the first one announced. We have Yuka Sakazaki, who has also had matches in AEW. Um, the magical girl, she. Was in the Double or Nothing match, I believe. Has done a few things. We have, okay, I don't know if this is the right way to say it. I'm going to say Veni, V-E-N-Y. I have heard very many good things about the genderless professional wrestler. I'm very excited. I believe she also goes by Asuka. Yes. Um... Which was not going to work, so clearly we know why she's going by her other name, Venny, and not Asuka, because duh. Um, very cool. I don't expect any of these first three to win. But it could happen. Emi Sakura, I saw her in person, actually, randomly, at the uh, second ever AEW Dynamite show. She was on the card. Um, she is definitely a favorite, if I had to guess. No? 
I I think she might be a favorite. I, I personally do because the winner is going to have to come over to the States and wrestle, and she seems like a perfectly reasonable favorite to do that. Um, we got Rio Maizunami. Yeah, that sounds like I got that right. Credit to me. Um, I believe she's in C. Letting as in a member of Max Voltage. I've heard very good things about her. I'm very excited to see what she does because, again, I have heard about a lot of these people, but I haven't been able to see them. And we're getting to one I'm most excited about, but slow your horses. Uh, we have May Saruga, who my dear friend Robbie has informed me plenty about. Um, she is part of Gato Move. This is the first time I've ever seen said Gato Move on this show, and it probably won't be the last. Um, I saw the reaction video of her and Emmy getting announced, and that was awesome. Uh, but yes, she is in it. And who else? Who else? Who else? Rin Katakura, who is the tag team partner of one of my favorites, Takumi Aroha. Alex keeps trying to tell me that this could have been Takumi. We don't want to talk about that. Um, but Rin is very good, and this should be very exciting. And finally, the cutest in the world. That is her nickname. I am just repeating. Maki Ito. There is not a bigger fan of someone that's never seen a match out of a wrestler than me uh, to Maki Ito. Her Twitter game is phenomenal. Um, when she got announced, she tweeted, and I quote, hello, motherfuckers. Hey, <laughs> she just put her name out there. I respect it. I'm very excited, though, for this. I'm very excited for this side of the bracket. I probably should have the woman's side of the bracket, so I'm going to get that now. But these, they just, they just need to put this on television. That's all I'm asking. Because you and I both know they probably won't put them all on TV, but they need to. Uh, but I'm going to watch every single match. That is my guarantee. Um, and the American side of the bracket has Serena Deeb, Riho, Dr. Britt Baker, Tay Conchi, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and legit Layla Hirsch. Good side. That's, you know, the the Japanese side's the winning side here, like, in terms of excitement. But that left side has two former AEW women's champions. The current ND, NWA women's champion. The former NWA women's champion. Tay Conti, Anna Jay, Layla Hirsch, and Dr. Britt Baker. So this is very exciting to me. Um, you know what, since we have the bracket, I'm going to predict a final between Dr. Britt Baker and Maki Ito. That is my prediction. I don't know who the hell's going to win, probably Dr. Britt Baker, but that's my prediction. Now, let's get to the Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Thunder Rosa match that absolutely slayed and had me on the edge of my seat last night because that is where the show really took a turn for the best. This was the first, like, match I really dug into um, for Thunder Rosa. I, I don't really remember her match with Hikaru Shida. I believe it was pretty good. But this one I watched, and I have instantly become a fan, a fan, a fan of Thunder Rosa. She 
is very good in there. Um, I went searching for some of her matches to learn more about her. I know she has an MMA background, but this was great. And this had to be Britt Baker's best match to date. By far. Like, I don't think it's even a question. This was an excellent fight. This was a fight. That's what this was. This wasn't a headlocks, and someone said on Twitter to me, this wasn't about headlocks and whatnot, and that's what made this so good. Um, Britt Baker ultimately got the win when Reba pulled off the second turnbuckle, allowing Britt Baker to smash Thunder Rosa's face into the exposed steel, knocking her out. And I think this was a good way to protect both. I wouldn't be shocked if Thunder Rosa got her win back in the tournament. But I do think that we're getting to the point where Britt Baker has to win the title, no? Um, she's she's on another level in terms of her character most of the time. And I don't know. I just think it's a real possibility. And this match was great. This match was... At least my TV match of the week. It's not. It's not to me. It wasn't better than a few things on the Royal Rumble, but so far it's one of my top matches of the week. Um, and let's just get to the main event. It was Kenny Omega, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson versus the wonderful team of John Moxley, Pack, and Phoenix. Phoenix is my favorite wrestler to watch in AEW. I think he's the best in ring. Guy in that entire company, probably Guy Garrel. He's better than all of them. What he does on a night-to-night basis in terms of innovation is incredible. I don't understand how he does it, but give me more Phoenix. That's what I want. Uh, John Moxley, I decided I like him better when he's in the chase rather than as champion. And packs him fucking man, so except that. This match came to an end when Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows did a magic killer on Phoenix because, of course, Phoenix had to be pinned by Doc Gallows. Like, fucking hell, right when you have me on the edge of my seat, AEW, you just push me off. I don't understand why you can't just let Phoenix be successful. Phoenix is the man. Phoenix is great. Phoenix is one of your best performers. He is your best performer. And the babyface push he should have is very high. I don't understand what I need to do to get him gold, but I will keep being the fan every single week on this damn microphone until you do something about it that involves him not getting pinned by dark fucking gallows. So as I was upset by that, I was like, okay, well, let's finish this show. Uh, brawl breaks out, they're beating people up, John Moxley's standing tall, fighting Kenny Mega, then this random person in a hood shows up, and I'm like, what? What are we doing here? It was Kenta. It was fucking Kenta. Like, holy shit. Kenta? And if you don't know, Kenta is going to be facing John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship. So it all makes sense. And he laid him out with a GTS. And next week, we are getting Kenny Omega and Kenta versus 
John Moxley, I, IWGP United States Champion John Moxley. That's what it says on the ad, so he might be carrying that title out next week. And Lance Archer. A lot of New Japan ties here, and I think that's the plan. Uh, Lance Archer was big time in New Japan. He's very good there. I'm very excited. I am very excited to see this match. And Dave Meltzer reported that the deal is done. New Japan and AEW are officially working together. Now, I don't know if that necessarily is in full. I don't. I guess New Japan gets John Moxley, AEW gets Kenta for now, and that's the swap we'll do until you know travel is easier. But <laughs> hey, I'm here for this. I am here for this. I am here for Kenta being a stud. And going after the title, he better win that title from John Moxley, or then I don't understand what we're doing. But hey, this was great. AEW is great. AEW wins the week in terms of quality television. Of course, SmackDown hasn't aired yet, and it's probably going to be great too. But AEW kicked ass, won me over big time. Let's just stop having Phoenix lose. Okay? Lucha Bros for life. So this was the Wrestling with Edwards podcast. You could follow me at Scotty Wrestling, S-C-O-T-T-Y-W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. You could check out my articles on last word on sports.com slash pro wrestling. I write there all the time. Um, and other than that, you can also check out this podcast if you are listening to it on the Dragon Suplex Network, thank you. But if you're not and you want to check it out on there, you can. Uh, per C Near Falls, um, please check it out wherever you possibly can hear your podcast. I appreciate your love. We're going to keep growing this stuff. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. I was as animated as I possibly could be after a couple weeks of not being animated. And I hope, I hope I won you over. That being said... Have a safe week. Enjoy some wrestling. And I will talk to you next week with an NXT TakeOver preview and more. See you guys. また美学でしょう